I've had so many participants in ceremony that went back for them to the moment before they were born and the moment of conception and they all tell the same story and also this losing your job losing your relationship losing anything in life it seems to be something negative but it can turn out to be positive because listen with this to this story i was in bali i flew back in march 2020 and when i flew back home i went straight into the lockdown <laughs> in my parents' house. Then I saw, wow, you are always guided. So that's also something I like to remind you of. You're always guided. So it's very important to always take time to check in in your inner world. So little things become big and that's the magic of life. And I have one more sharing of a magical story where you can see that everything happens in your life. And I think you can also notice from experience that every little detail matters. You cannot control life. When you realize you cannot control life and you trust on your inner guidance, you can relax much more. This made my friend realize, you know what? You can never judge when something is bad or when something is good. Because when it turns out to be bad, can also turn out to be good. While I was in this stressful time, my stress turned out to be my blessing because it saved my life and it made me realize how valuable not only my sister and my mother is, but also my life itself. I got a second chance. Welcome to the House of Oneness podcast where we dig deep into the world of plant medicine to help you in your spiritual and personal growth. Our host of this podcast has traveled the world to learn from different shamans, maestros, and other spiritual leaders. She has many years of experience with plant medicine ceremonies. Here is your host, Maria Joanna. Welcome to this new podcast and in this podcast I'm going to talk about some lessons that I learned in plant medicine ceremonies and before I start I want to ask you to subscribe to my channel to push the button of notifications so you will never miss a video and of course like my video and share this with your friends. Well the topic of today is everything happens for a reason. We all know that, but are you also able to accept everything in life? That's not always as easy as it seems. And when you've been into plant medicine ceremonies, you know what I mean, that the plants can teach you and show you that everything happens for a reason. And they show this in a way that you get a deep understanding and that's what I love so much, so much about plant medicine ceremonies. You get a lesson. It is in your inner world, in your inner journey. So you implement this easier. And one of the lessons is that everything happens for a reason. And you can get a new perspective. So we all have been suffering in our lives. We all went through trauma. Even when you think, no, actually everything is fine with me. Even while you're a baby, you can have trauma. Even before you come to earth, you have trauma because we are connected to 
our family lines, the DNA of our families. And what I've seen by guiding ceremonies and by my own experiences, and especially by guiding, I've had so many participants in ceremony that went back for them to the moment before they were born and the moment of conception. And they all tell the same story. And the story is that they chose to have karma from their ancestors, karma from their family lines to work out in this life. So even before you come to this planet, you are born, you already have traumatic things in your life. And it's so beautiful with the plant medicine ceremonies that you can, yeah, you can see trauma, bad things, your own stories from a different perspective. And you can see that everyone is doing their very best. Even when a person is treating you bad, torturing you, hurting you, it all happens for a reason. This makes you realize that you cannot judge in the moment whether something is right or wrong. And maybe you know this story. It's a story of the Chinese farmer man. And I also like to share some own experiences later on, but this is a small story. And it's about the Chinese farmer man. I, many people will know this story. It's about a farmer in China and he has a farm, he has some horses and he has a son. And together with his son and the horses, he's working on the land. And then one day, um, suddenly the horses disappear and everyone in the village, uh, they are speaking like, oh my God, now this farmer man lost his horses and how can they do it now? He's just only with his son. How can he work on the land? Because he needs the horses to work. What a disaster. And they are telling this to the farmer man like, oh my God, it's horrible for you. And the farmer man is quiet and he says, well, I don't know whether it's right or wrong, bad or good. I only know my horses disappeared. And he goes on working on the land with his son. Until one day, they wake up and suddenly they see that not only the two horses are back, they are 11, they are with 11 horses. So they brought back wild horses. And it's like, whoa, we had no horses and now there are 11 horses. And everyone in the village, they are talking like, wow, amazing. You know, this farmer man, he lost his horses and now suddenly he has 11 horses. He has his horses back and nine wild horses. And they said to the farmer man, I'm so happy for you. We are so happy for you. And the farmer man is quiet and he says, well, whether something is right or wrong, if something is good or bad, I don't know. I only know that my horses are back and they brought also 
nine wild horses, so now I have 11 horses. And then, because they have nine wild horses, they have to temper them down, they have to tame them. And then uh, the son is riding those wild horses to make them to make a bond, to make them more relaxed, and also to make them ready to also work on the land. But while he's doing that, this wild horse is running and jumping and so wild that he falls off the horse and he breaks his both legs and his arm and he cannot do anything anymore. So everyone in the village is like, oh no, now the farmer man, he has the horses, but his son fell off the horse and now his son cannot work anymore. What a bad luck. And they tell the farmer man like, oh my gosh, we feel so sorry for you. What a bad luck. And the farmer man is again calm. And he says, well, I don't know whether something is right or wrong, bad or good. I only know that my son fell off the wild horse and he broke his two legs and his arm and he cannot work. Then there comes a moment that the war is getting started and all the sons of the village, they have to fight in war. And his son, the son of the farmer man, cannot even walk, so he cannot fight in war. And then he has to stay home. Again, the people in the village are talking and they say, oh wow, this farmer man is so lucky because all of our sons have to fight in war and maybe we will lose them, maybe they will die. But the farmer man is lucky because his son stays home. And they tell the farmer man, you're so lucky because your son doesn't have to work, uh, go to war, he doesn't have to fight and he will be alive. And you will guess his answer. The farmer says, I don't know whether something is right or wrong, bad or good. I only know my son cannot fight in war and he stays home. And with this story, I want to show you that sometimes things happen in your life and it seems to be bad luck or traumatic or it's not helping you, it's not supporting you. But when you look back in time, you can see it's actually a blessing. And this is also what I had last year before the COVID uh, was getting started. Um, it started already in 2019 when I received a message in the plant medicine ceremony the guidance that I had to stop my ceremonies my ayahuasca ceremonies in the Netherlands and before I stepped into the ceremony I was a bit afraid it was actually during a dieta with Noya Rao it's another uh, kind of uh, medicine but you also drink the ayahuasca and I was afraid that I would receive the message that I had to stop my ceremony with ayahuasca in the Netherlands because, yeah, I already got some signs. But you don't always like to listen to those signs, right? Um, while I was in the ceremony, I received the message and I felt so calm. I received also the message when I had to stop this. And then after the ceremony, it's up to you to implement the insights, to implement the guidance. And it takes time because it was a big decision. It only, not only meant giving up on my successful ayahuasca ceremonies in the Netherlands, it also meant that I had to let go of my house, or that's what I saw, and not knowing where I would go. 
quite, yeah, of course, uh, not of course, but I love traveling. So I thought, as long as I don't know what to do, I will be traveling, I will take a sabbatical. It was not the first time that I had to let go of everything. And also this, losing your job, losing your relationship, losing anything in life, it seems to be something negative, but it can turn out to be positive. Because listen with this, to this story. I had to let go of everything. That's what I felt, that's what I was seeing in my ceremonies. And I also did another ceremony to double check. That's easy when you can cook ayahuasca yourself, right? Then also Shokobliss came on my path. Then it was already on my path. And I also uh, used that during the period. So I really felt in my heart, okay, this is what is meant. I let go of this beautiful villa and... Um, yeah, I said this seems to be a divine guidance. It feels like it happens for a reason and it feels really as the right thing to do. And I was so surprised that I was not even in a lot of pain. I just felt this is what is meant. I could accept this. Um, and then when I took my sabbatical and I had no clue what would show up next, yeah, the COVID was getting started. And first I thought, oh, and then I was in Bali. I thought, this is nothing. And why are people talking about this? When you're in Bali, it's very easy to be in a bubble, to ignore all the media. But I was in Bali. I flew back in March 2020. And when I flew back home, I went straight into the lockdown in my parents' house. And also, some people can also say, what the f in your parents' house, when I tell this to people, people are like, oh my God. But to me, this has also been a huge blessing. It was so beautiful. Also, like while I'm speaking now, I'm missing my family already for seven months. But when you see this, it's longer. And um, then it's so valuable that I've spent so much time with my family. I've been so close. And I mean, it's not so usual to go back to your parents' house when you left it already. I left it when I was 19 and then going back, but it was beautiful. So you cannot judge something. You don't know if something is right or wrong because when I was in the lockdown, I realized this was such a blessing. If I would have had my business, I would have had to cancel all the participants and the participants from my retreats like mainly from abroad. There was almost no Dutch participant in my ceremony. It was all around the globe, mainly Europe, UK, but also countries like Kuwait, uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, even India, uh, Australia, even New Zealand, Canada, US, like all around the globe. And I would have felt so guilty and I would have had so much stress and then also I would have financial uh, damage for sure. So then I saw, wow, you are always guided. So that's also something I like to remind you of. You're always guided. So it's very important to always take time to check in in your inner world from time to time, whether it's with plant medicine, with meditation, just every day, some practice, some moments that you check in and feel like, hey, Am I on the right track? 
because when you're living in your head too much, you can lose track of the path of your heart. And yeah, the most fulfilling path is the path of following your heart. And yeah, this, this brought a deep realization of gratitude and everything happens for a reason. And that it's so important to listen to your inner guidance. And not even only this that I had to let go. And it's it's very freeing of letting go of everything to have a brand new start, so fresh. I can definitely recommend it only when you feel it, of course. And when the COVID started to happen and the lockdown, I also realized how amazing is it that I also had three months of traveling, January, February, March, and then I was back in the Netherlands, but I was like, wow, wow. Everything really, really happens for a reason. And the last video I recorded back then in Bali is where I'm sharing that this journey has been a big blessing. And that I also said, I don't know about this year. I don't know where I want to go. Actually, I want to be in Bali, but I planned other journeys, but actually I want to be in Bali. And by recording that, so talking about everything happens for a reason. When I saw this video, much later, I realized, yes, I want to be back to Bali. I want to go back to Bali. Then I thought it was impossible until I found out it was possible. And this came to me because someone invited me on a date. And this guy was someone that I met six years ago, only once. And that has been very important. So meeting someone six years ago, only once, turned out that he showed me the way to go to Bali in this time of the year. And yeah, so little things become big. And that's the magic of life. And I have one more sharing of a magical story where you can see that everything happens in your life. And I think you can also notice from experience that every little detail matters and see it as if you throw a stone into the water and everything is connected. So you throw this stone into the water and then it's affecting the whole river or the whole ocean. So this is also with all your actions and all your reactions, it affects the whole. Just missing a flight, I've had it a few times, it's so stupid, but yeah, it can happen even a few times in your life. I thought, when I had it the first time, I thought this will never ever happen to me again, but yes, it did. Those things also happen for a reason. You cannot control life. When you realize you cannot control life, and you trust on your inner guidance, you can relax much more. And that's also in your heart, in your head. Yeah, that's a different story. So I wanna share a little story about a friend of mine. And I wrote this story down also in my book, Quarter Life Challenge. And it's, yeah, about my friend. He is a very smart guy. <clears throat> and when he does something, he does it for 200%. And also this time, he wanted to learn about real estate. And he wanted to be successful. He wanted to make a lot of money. Because in his childhood, his father left him when he was very small. So he stayed with his mom and his sister and him. 
And because his father was gone for yeah, so long, on an early age, he started to take over the role of a father. And he felt so much responsibility. But now he was on this point, he thought, you know what? I want to take care of my mom, of my sister. Real estate is going to be it. He applied for a job to a real estate agency. And he decided, I want to learn everything. And what he did is he worked so hard and it was just, he said, okay, we're going to try this for two months. And in these two months, he worked like crazy. He wanted to learn everything. He wanted to know everything. He was so curious. He was always asking questions. He was making so many hours. They never experienced this kind of employee. They thought, this is insane. This guy, we want to keep him. This is a keeper. And after two months, he had a conversation of like, do you like it? Uh, are we satisfied? Are we going to make a contract for a longer time? And they were so enthusiastic about him. They wanted to give him, of course, a contract. But to their surprise, he said, no, thank you. Uh, I don't want it. And they're like, huh? But you gave everything. But he gave everything, but he also received everything. It's in the giving that you receive, as they say. And he received so much that he thought, now I'm ready to start my own business. So he started to go into real estate in Amsterdam. But in the real estate business, as a young, new guy, fresh, there's also some kind of mafia. And he got into a lot of trouble. And it was so stressful for him. And because he had so much stress, he was questioning himself, what does really matter in my life? How can I create magic in this time of stress and he realized that his mom and his sister are the most valuable in his life they matter the most and what he loves the most is spending time in thailand he every year he went to thailand to enjoy the island life to drink fresh coconuts uh, to eat a fresh fit fish and to have all this beautiful colorful fruits and be healthy, enjoy the sun, enjoy the beach, go from one island to another, and no worries, emptying his mind. And he thought, you know what? This year for Christmas time, in the middle of the stress, I take my mom and my sister to Thailand. And he did that. He invited them. And yes, in December, they flew off to Thailand and they flew from Amsterdam to Bangkok, when they arrived in Bangkok, they went uh, further, traveling further with a car, by boat, and then they arrived on the island. And he was so happy. He thought, ah, oh, oh, like releasing. Now I can relax. And he was enjoying the island. Everything was settled down. He saw his mom and his sister enjoying the sunshine, enjoying the beach life. He was laying in the hangmat. Um, then suddenly there came, the, the person from the resort came and he said, Mister, Mister. He thought, whoa, this sounds stressful. Mister, Mister, 
call for you, a phone call for you, come, come. And in this resort, they had a phone that was like an old phone. Maybe you remember, maybe you don't remember, but it was a phone that was on the wall. So he had to go into the resort and nobody actually knew where he was, only his lawyer, because he was in the trouble with the real estate and he had to go into court and that was the stressful situation. So he said, hello, this is, and then his name speaking. And then he heard the voice of his lawyer. He said, hey guy, um, you have to go back to the Netherlands. He said, I don't want to, it's not gonna happen. No man, you really have to go back to Amsterdam because your case comes into court and you have to be there. Otherwise I cannot help you in this. And he thought, oh no. I don't want to leave because I just arrived. I have my mother here, my sister here. I cannot go away. But the lawyer really convinced him, you need to be here and we will solve your trouble. You need to take responsibility over this. So he thought, okay. He said, I will come back to Amsterdam. And then with this heavy feeling, he was walking towards his mom, his sister, and he said, Okay, ladies, I have to go back to Amsterdam. I have some trouble to solve, but I promise you, I'll be back before Christmas. And they said, uh-uh, we don't let you go by yourself. Like you give this to us, but we give your support. We give you our support. If we come together, we also go home together. So we don't let you go by yourself. We join you. He thought, oh no, like he felt even more guilty with his trouble and he felt the stress and like, oh no, no, no. But yes, he surrendered to it and he said, okay, I receive your support, come with me. So they packed their stuff, they checked out, they went with the boat back, the car, went to the airport and when they arrived on the airport in Bangkok, suddenly everyone was stressing screaming, crying, all different languages. And they were like, what, what, what did happen? What did happen? And they had to enter their airplane. And right before then, they said to the, they asked the, the stewardess like, what did happen? And she told them, you know, there has been a tsunami and this whole island has been destroyed. And they were like, goosebumps everywhere. It was the island that they just left and they were surviving the tsunami by something that was seemed to be like bad luck. This made my friend realize, you know what? You can never judge when something is bad or when something is good because when it turns out to be bad, it can also turn out to be good. And he said, you know, Maria, I could have lost the most valuable thing in my life because my realization was that what matters the most to me is my sister and my mother. I wanted to create magic moments with them in this stressful time. And while I was in this stressful time, my stress turned out to be my blessing because it saved my life and it made me realize how valuable not only my sister and my mother is, but also my life itself. I got a second chance 
And I saw that um, all the problems with money and stress can be solved, but what really matters is the relationships and who you spend time with. So that made him realize to make more magical moments, to create, yeah, the best in life. And he also went back to Thailand after he solved the problems. And um, yeah, I never forget this story, the way he told it to me. And um, yeah, it made me realize, but also my own experience that everything matters. And especially when you look from a higher perspective. And this is what plant medicine can do. It can show you your past, it can show you the perspective from all the different participants in this story, in your life. And that creates a new vision. It creates acceptance. And it also makes you able to surrender to what is, to surrender to the guidance. And also, the more you resist, the harder it seems. So move with life, be flexible, and that's the most easy way of living. So yes, create magical moments because life is short, but also realize if you have bad luck that it will probably be there for a reason. And maybe you also don't even realize how much effort and how much work and how much time goes into creating this medicine. Yeah, here you see you can resist the medicine, but you will never win this fight. The only could see that he destroyed my whole garden. And then some team members of mine wanted to help him out of the ceremony room, but we discovered he was completely naked. And then he went back into the ceremony room, and the moment he entered the room, the woman who had this traumatic experience of giving birth to her son and re-experiencing that, it was he went in and she was vomiting and vomiting. And the reason why you vomit in ayahuasca ceremonies, by the way, you don't vomit with the Shoko Bliss, which also contains the spirit of mother ayahuasca. But with ayahuasca, it's quite common to vomit. And she had to vomit to finally get this trauma out of her system. And for her, it was like, ah, finally, this is healed, this is out. And while I'm sharing this, another story comes to my mind. This is actually my favorite one. When he entered the ceremony, the group, there was the girl from Oman who said, hey, I just saw you in my dreams and now I see you in real life. So welcome here. Thank you for coming over. And he was like, okay. And it turned out in ceremony that they had a very strong soul connection. You are in the retreat and you don't know what ayahuasca is and you have no clue what this is about. Emily called her and he said, oh yeah, I had this amazing journey. And you know what? I know the name of our daughter and it is this. Thanks for listening. Check out our website, houseofoneness.com for more information about plant medicine, microdosing and ceremonies. Or find Maria Joanna at Instagram. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep following that inner voice.